Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. So we want to thank HEV for making today's podcast possible. HEV makes it a priority to get involved and make a difference in the lives of friends and neighbors. HEB Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, men and women who are HEB partners and customers, friends, and family. Operation Appreciation partners with organizations like us, the Military Child Education Coalition that supports U.S. troops and their families. In contributing time, talent, and financial support, HEB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifices service members make on behalf of the nation. So for our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood HEB grocery stores. And HEB, thank you for sponsoring this podcast for the sake of the child. Welcome everyone to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Katja Pinkston. I'm a master parent educator, curriculum developer, and podcast host for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired service member. Today, I'm going to talk to Hudson. He's a military-connected student who is a senior in high school. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hudson. Can you tell us a little bit about your background as a military-connected teenager? Of course. Thank you, Miss Pinkston. My father is active duty in the Army, and because of that, we have lived in several different places, and I've been to several different schools, and so my background is basically just moving from place to place every two to three years. And right now, I am on my third high school. And some things that I've done, I do classical piano, I play tennis, and I do lots of volunteering whenever I can. Mm -hmm. Wow, so you're on your third high school already. That is quite a lot. However, you also said that you've been moving from place to place. Can you tell us what was one of your favorite places where you lived? I think I've liked each place I've lived for different reasons. Sometimes it's because of the school. Sometimes it's because of the church group that I have. Other times it's just because of the area and the people around me. But I think... I like where I am now the best because I have a good combination of everything and I have a really tight friend group where I am right now. So that just makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And I think you just mentioned something very important. I think we, we always, as military families and um, moving around, it's always a good idea to just make the place where you're currently at the happiest place. So So really love what you just said. What has been the most challenging aspect about living the military lifestyle? I would say the most challenging thing is having to pull up my roots and reestablish them in each new place because 
it makes things that I want to do long-term, like piano or tennis, more challenging because I have to find a new teacher, a new coach, or a new place to play. I have to reestablish new friendships, and I have to see what credits will transfer to the next school, and if I have to be put in any additional classes because the requirements in the state are different. So yeah, the hardest thing is just trying to transition and adapt to the way things run in each new place. Yes, and um, I think especially that academic part can be very stressful when you're in high school and you just mentioned transferring credits. Did, did you ever have to actually retake a class? I have, fortunately I haven't had to retake a class, but I have had to, when I came to the school where I am now junior year, I had to take world history, which is a freshman class, because in the state of North Carolina it's a requirement for graduation. Mm -hmm. So, and then this year again, I had to take civics and economics because that's a, another graduation requirement and that's a sophomore class. So it kind of was just a, something I had to do that I couldn't put something else in lieu of into my schedule. Right. And that's certainly one of the more challenging aspects about the military lifestyle. But Hudson, you also mentioned in the beginning that your dad is currently deployed. How many deployments have you been through so far? I believe we tried to count at some point. When he gets back, I think he will have been gone 70 months since 9-11. So, wow. And I was born shortly after 9-11, so about six years in total. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. What's the main difference that you can see now that you're almost an adult compared to when your dad was gone while you were younger? Um, I kind of see what's happening through a more mature lens now, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I understand like what's happening more and kind of like the danger that surrounds it more, but at the same time, I've grown to be more independent and I'm more used to it so it's a little easier to like keep going at home when he's not there but at the same time there's more worry because I'm actually conscious of things like in the news of what everyone's saying about the Middle East and how volatile it is I'm like man that's where he is um but yeah it's, it's I just see it from more of like a when I was a kid I was just like well you know that's just gone and that's sad but now I'm like okay he's actually there for a reason and it's kind of scary but I also know that I can function at the same time. Mm -hmm. I can imagine what you're going through and uh, that that worry especially as you're looking at the news. What helps you get through this time? Um, something that our family does to help us is we just try and keep everything going as normal. Like when he leaves we don't we try not to stop doing anything that we normally do. We still try and like all eat together as a family so we can bond together. Just the main thing is just we try to keep going and just help pull, help pull each other along. And something that helps me in particular is taking on more responsibility at home because it makes me feel better if I know that I can help my mom make dinner or help drive the kids around just to make things easier for her. And that it makes me feel more at ease knowing that I'm helping to fill the gap. Mm -hmm. So those routines 
certainly seem to, to be helping. Yes, ma'am. You are currently a senior. How does your average day look like? My average day, uh, well, currently, of course, it's mostly taken up by school. So I have morning band, which starts at 7.30 before school, and then classes from 8.20 to 3. And then outside of school, uh, I do weekly piano lessons, and I take French. And I'm also involved uh, with National Honor Society and Science Olympiad. And I work for a church. I'm on Sundays. I play piano for them during their service. And then over the weekends, it's usually my time to relax a little bit and to use the extra time to work on college applications. Wow. <laughs> my goodness, you're very busy. How yes, do you find a balance between the academics and all those extracurriculars? And how do you get in those applications for college? I just do my best to work hard at everything. For colleges in particular, I started filling out applications over the summer and writing like the long essays over the summer, which was very helpful because now I have just one or two more short responses to write and to fill out the FAFSA in terms of a college application. So hopefully I can get all of those done soon. And it helped to have like a list of everything that I needed to accomplish and just taking personal responsibility for getting everything done. I really love what you just said about keeping that list. That's that's what my son also did when he applied for college. And, and the other thing, very smart to be starting at the end of the junior year with those essays. I think that that is really a, a great tip. Hudson, can you also perhaps share about a topic that really matters to you that you wish others knew more about in regards to military kids? I think the main thing that I would like others to know is that when military kids come to a new place and you see new kids in your school, we don't really want to be treated differently. We want to just be treated like someone else who's come to the school. And the only thing that like makes moving so frequently like tolerable is that we have friends in each new spot. So the thing that that people who are already established in the area can do to like help us is just just like let us be your friends even though we're only going to maybe be there for one or two years it's it just makes things much better for us and makes us happy and you'll get another friend to be around so yeah and you said that so nicely so let us be your friends even if we just are going to be there for a couple of years so with this I would like to thank you for talking with me today, Hudson. Thank you for having me. And I also want to thank all of our listeners, too, for listening to our podcast. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.